Let us hear the gospel lesson from Luke, the 13th chapter, starting at verse 1. At that very time, there were some present who told him about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. He asked them, do you think that because these Galileans suffered in this way, they were worse sinners than all other Galileans? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all perish as they did. Or those 18 who were killed when the Tower of Siloam fell on them. Do you think they were worse offenders than all the other living in Jerusalem? No. I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all perish just as they did. Then he told this parable. A man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came looking for the fruit, fruit on it and found none. So he said to the gardener, See here, for three years I have come looking for fruit on this fig tree and still found none. Cut it down. Why should it be wasting the soil? He replied, Sir, let it alone for one more year until I dig around it and put manure on it. If it bears fruit next year, well and good. But if not, you can cut it down. The word of the Lord. My friends, here's a breather for all of us. No one is perfect. And since the dawning of time, people, including our ancestors, have made mistakes. And truthfully, the more we live in this imperfect body, there is a great chance that we will continue to make mistakes. However, we cannot use that attitude as an excuse to continue making the same mistakes and falling into trouble. At some point, my friends, we must take responsibility and turn our ways to God. In fact, our shortcomings are not strange or uncommon to God, where God is constantly providing merciful ways out of sin and trouble. And we can hear the author of this Luke text giving us a story from Jesus who is speaking to the crowd on repentance. As we listen attentively, we can hear Jesus reminding the crowd that sin is not strange. And the Galilean ancestors did not become entrapped in sin more than any other Galilean. He also reminded them that sin would overtake them as it did others if they did not repent. And he went on to give them several examples where sin overpowered one group after another. Yet, Jesus kept coming back to the common theme of repentance, which is a reminder to all of us today. In fact, my friends, I argue the word repentance seemed to be just as bad as a cuss word in our modern society. It seems 
like no one in our broader society, including the church, wants another person to critique them or address wrongdoing. This is not the same as being overly critical or judgmental in a mean way. Rather, I am arguing if we love each other, we should want each other to live graciously well in Jesus and see all people treated decently. As believers, we trust Jesus' word that challenges us to repent and experience the full fullness of God. As stated earlier, we cannot use our imperfect ways as excuses to continue making the same mistakes over and over again. At some point, my friends, with the help of the Spirit, we must recognize our need for positive change, repent of our wrongful ways, and turn away from those things that lead us down dismal paths. From my own experiences, I can attest, the more we waddle in sin and trouble, the more we will keep falling into the traps of temptations that cause us despair, heartache, or cause tensions in our relationships with others. It may behoove us to avoid these matters and seek to build relation, a relationship with God and with others. Let me say it in my Billy Graham understanding. Repent and be saved by the power of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the best hope for you, me, and the broader world today. And I argue we should repent from those things that turn and move us away from God and move in better directions onward and upward with the help of the Spirit. Simply put, my friends, in all of God's gracious mercy, God is constantly pointing us towards merciful ways out of harm's way. Although we will make mistakes along life's journey, God also gives us strength in the journey process. It is up to us to respond to God's instructions and learn from our mistakes as well as the mistakes of others in the past. Therefore, my friends, I challenge us to first acknowledge that we are not perfect. Secondly, as we heard in this Luke text, let us repent from whatever wrongdoing, whatever sin, whatever mistake, that may be you determine what that is. Third, let us receive God's forgiveness and embrace the grace of God through Jesus Christ this day. Lastly, and most importantly, let us respond to Christ's salvation offer by moving in directions that are conducive to holy living and far away from sin and trouble. Thank God for a merciful way out of trouble and a way that points us towards repentance. Thank God for this great hope, not only for us 
listening to this message, but also for those people that have not heard, Jesus is Lord. In closing, my friends, let us find hope knowing that we are not alone. God is with us. Through God's presence and God's word, let us believe these are signs of God's mercy towards us. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, for too long, we have kept you out of our lives in more ways than one. We know that we were born into sin and we need your divine grace. No longer can we close the door to you when we hear you knocking. By faith and with the help of the Holy Spirit, help us to gracefully receive your gift of salvation. We are ready to trust you as our Lord and Savior. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for coming to earth. We believe you are the Son of God who died on the cross for our sins and rose from the dead on the third day. Thank you for bearing our sins giving us the gift of eternal life and for caring and caring for us. We believe your words are true. Come into our hearts, Lord Jesus, and be our Savior forever. Amen.